0: the annual performance review. As managers, we have to do it, and yet for so many organizations, it is a clunky, time-consuming, and not all that valuable of a process. But today, we are learning how to turn performance management into a weekly habit that elevates your team members to do and be their best. A warm welcome to Kristen M to the Podcast Plus community. Today's guest is Projal Gattak. Projol is the co-founder and CEO of OnLoop, a mobile-first platform that can help managers and teams build better feedback loops in the global hybrid teams of the future. ProJol and I talk about performance management through their framework of collaborative team development. We get into how to do it effectively, how to make it easier on both you as the manager and on your direct report, and how to reduce the bias that is often embedded in the process, plus so much more. Now here's the conversation. Are you a manager, boss, or team leader who aspires to level up and unleash your team's full potential? You're listening to the Modern Manager Podcast, and I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. Each week, I explore effective strategies and provide actionable insights that supercharge your management abilities, optimize team performance, and foster a healthy workplace culture. Become a rockstar manager and help your team thrive at themodernmanager.com slash more. Thank you so much for joining me today, Projal. I'm so excited to talk with you about team performance, individual performance. Like this is a topic that every manager has to deal with. feels like a bajillion different ways to do this poorly (laughs) and not so many ways to do this properly or in a way that is actually a positive experience for all parties. So I'm super excited that you are here chatting with me today.
1: Thank you for having me, baby. It's an honor.
0: Let's start with this idea of collaborative team development, because I think from a big picture perspective, it's already a different way to look at performance management and performance development. So can you unpack this beautiful model that you have developed?
1: On loop, my company was really born from personal pain. Um, And right before starting the company, I'd spent about three and a half years at Uber in a variety of capacities running teams um, locally, regionally, globally. And as a manager, I hated performance management. Um, there are very few things that I hated more, frankly. Yet at the same time, I would also spent two years at Stanford Business School where all we spoke about was feedback and, and how, as a leader, goals and feedback are probably the two most important things you can do. But in the workplace, I saw goals and feedback implemented as performance management, and that made people hate goals and feedback. So if you have an obese population and the only gym in town is like moldy, smelly, terrible, they will stay obese. And that's how performance management felt to me in many ways. And so for us in 2020, when we started the company, it was very much about how do we build an implementation of goals and feedback in organizations that don't feel like a chore and and not something people hate and this was right before the pandemic um and and i think every manager would agree that managing in a hybrid environment is 10x more challenging than a physical environment because you just lose the fidelity of of sort of seeing people and understanding what's going on and stuff that you sort of gathered through experience over time. And so we realized that we needed to give managers a formula of how to think about performance and how to methodically think about where to unblock a person where you didn't have the ability to see them every day. And that's how collaborative team development was born as a five-layer hierarchical framework for managers to use on how to think about Individual performance on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love this origin story that it was it was built out of necessity and your own experience. And yeah, performance management in general kind of feels like a moldy gym that you want to avoid. So I totally get that. Uh, why don't you unpack the the model now? Move us kind of layer by layer through it.
1: Sure. So so I think we started very much with feedback, right? And and feedback is almost in the middle of the model. And and people also assume that feedback needs to be constructive, but actually celebratory feedback or praise or getting very specific around a person's superpowers is equally, if not more important than improved feedback. So, so celebrate and improve feedback are two layers in the middle of the model. Below that are goals and well-being. And well-being sits... At the very foundation of it. And well being can be impacted by something going on at home or at work or whatever it might be. But often each person's well being or productive capacity is a bigger determinant of performance than anything else if that is broken. And as a manager, the first thing is to understand where that productive capacity sits. And we sort of attribute 20% of importance to it. The next 40% is goals. And unfortunately, every goal framework that's been built has been built for company performance and not for individual performance. So OKRs are fantastic for CEOs to walk through what a company needs to achieve. They are terrible at determining individual work. And so goals in our framework and platform are either targets, projects, or skills that an individual or a team is working towards. And Driving clarity around targets, project skills, and building the right hierarchy is actually where a lot of high performance gets unlocked. Because in most organizations, that individual clarity is really lacking. And and when a manager's in a hybrid team, having that clarity and being intentional about it is super important. So that's 60%. The next two feedback layers form 30%. And finally, at the very top, the 10% is ongoing skills development or sort of people learning over time. And that learning needs to be very much aligned to what skills people are trying to develop, as well as feedback they're receiving. So it needs to be highly personalized for each person. And so, so those five layers together form collaborative team development. And for every manager, those are the five things that they need to manage for every team member and almost methodically solve that on a, on a weekly basis. And we try to make that extremely formulaic with our product so that management almost becomes a much more autopilot exercise than being overwhelmed between six to eight direct reports on where to unblock each person.
0: Having this kind of framework puts Everything in perspective, right? Like, if you're, as you're saying from the beginning, if people are not in the right headspace, if their well being is not in a good, healthy place, it kind of doesn't matter what feedback you give them because they're not going to be able to integrate it, right? And then if people don't have the goals, right? If they don't know what they should be individually working towards and how their work is going to be measured it is hard for them to be as effective, right? And then giving them the feedback, identifying their superpowers, right? It keeps building up. And I think that's so helpful for managers because sometimes we want to jump to the, well, I just have to give feedback. But if you don't have the other layers in place, it's not going to be as effective. And if you want someone to grow, but they don't know what their goals are, right? It, It creates confusion and complexity and frustration all around. So I love having this just simple way of looking at it. And then being able to put on autopilot sounds very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so and, can you talk more? Yeah. Tell us more about that.
1: No, you know, and actually the one industry we take a ton of inspiration from is fitness, right? So the fitness industry 10 years ago, if someone was unfit, it felt like this blob of sort of confusion as to what to do with it. But really fitness is about diet, sleep, exercise. And if you investigate those three components and do a good job around them, you have a fit person. And products like the Aura Ring and the Whoop Band, which is an evolution of Fitbit and 10,000 Steps and the Apple's three rings, had got us for to a point now where it's much easier to contextualize what being fit means and how to then impact and affect that positively on a day-to-day basis. So in our product, based on the five layers, we convert all of that into a weekly clarity score. And the sort of the more broken you are at the bottom layers, the more of your clarity is impacted. And a manager's clarity is an amalgamation of each IC's clarity on their team. And then each manager is then given next actions to take based on where each team members' clarity is most impacted. So if someone hasn't checked in or has checked in red for a few times, the manager fixing that level is the most important. Versus if you have a super high performer who's crushing it, giving that person improved feedback is what's going to change their clarity. And, and as that evolves day to day, the directive becomes very easy, which is the on app gives you a clarity score, keep that clarity score above 80, and that will automatically lead to high performance. And so when you think about high performance and this concept, and, and you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of talk about high performance <laughs> and a lot of theory, but, like, we haven't broken it down to first principles in terms of what that means. And that's why people gloss over it. And that's why, unfortunately, management as a function management as a category of software is all underinvested in because people feel like it's all fuzzy and not broken down versus CRM systems and supply chain systems get more investment because it's methodical. And we want to apply the same technology, the same science to management and make it a formula so that we can actually scale high performance management without people having to feel like it's this fuzzy art that they don't understand. And that's why I set out to build a software product versus coach people. I do coach a few CEOs, but that is much more scalable because every manager can be an amazing coach if we give them the right framework and tools to do it.
0: Absolutely. And the ability to know what each person needs in a way that becomes so obvious is so valuable right it's so hard to know does this person need me to be checking in on them and supporting them as a human does this person need feedback for growth does this person need to feel appreciated how how amazing to have that data at your fingertips so how are you gathering that data like what are the questions that we're we should be asking and what is in this check in so that the managers are actually getting those scores
1: yeah so everything in the app is in a form of a bite-size capture right and so across the 5 layers, we have a clear formula of what needs to happen week on week to drive clarity across those five layers, right? So for the for the wellness check, that's a very quick check-in on a color scale of blue to red for an IC to sort of click on. And if they haven't filled it up, a manager can nudge them, right? And just knowing at a very basic level of where someone sits on productive capacity is just good enough to know. With, with goals, if someone does not have goals set, or they have not updated their goals based on deadlines, or they're behind on something, a manager will then get a next action on checking on a particular goal. If they have too many high priority goals or not enough goals, we then sort of notch people to set those accordingly. So as you go up the layers, there is an optimal nature to it. And if you're away from optimality, we then help managers figure out what's the right, next step to take. And so it's like how people wake up in the morning and check their mailbox. If you wake up in the morning, check your on loop app and do the next actions, you unblock your team member. Because we talk a lot about what do you unblock?
0: Hey there, Mamie here. Just a quick and exciting update for all of you who are enjoying the Modern Manager podcast. The Modern Manager membership community is getting a minor makeover and it is now called the Podcast Plus membership. And you can sign up for it and join a community of managers determined to do better every day. You'll get full access to our Slack channel, sketch notes with key takeaways from each episode, all types of guest bonuses, and the members-only podcast, which is ad-free and has extended interviews. So you get to hear the answers to my juiciest questions without interruptions like this one. Sign up today for $15 per month at themodernmanager.com slash more. Can't wait to see you there.
1: Right. And that's a lot of what we do as a manager is is how do you get every person performing fully. And so our job is to be very clear about where that unblock needs to happen. And then it all comes together on the weekly one-on-one and the weekly one-on-one then becomes sort of a concentrated way of checking in across all of the five layers. But in between one-on-ones, we want to make sure managers and ICs get a simple set of steps to take to then effectively unblock each team member. Sounds
0: so cool. Can you tell us about either your own team or a client who's using this and how it's changed the way that they interact and, and how their team members are contributing?
1: Yeah, So, so Socialize, which is a 70-person creative agency out in Dubai, they got bought by a broader group called We Are Social a year ago. It's a 10-year-old agency. And for 10 years, their CEO and their MD have tried to find various ways to run teams and develop them the right way. And and in a a creative agency, people is the currency, right? So you are effectively selling talent at a cost, right? Same thing with management consulting and, and a few other professions. And so they've tried manual processes. Their parent company uses Culture App. They've tried every single process in the world, but people have hated feedback. And they've never got to a point where they can run consistent development processes consistently. And about a year ago, they implemented On OnLoop. Um, and one of the things that we also do in our product is when it comes to formalized development, we compile everything in the app in the form of prism summaries that replaces manual performance reviews. And so we use generative AI and we have for about a year and a half, to cluster all of the various pieces of feedback into a structured narrative into what happened for that individual over the last 3 or 6 months. And for the first time in the agency's history they were able to run reviews across the whole org in a consistent standard manner at the same time and didn't have to like chase people to do it and like like run after them and then b people started seeing how feedback was very much about guidance versus criticism. And it changed that cultural shift of how they thought about it because they realized that feedback's about blind spots. And the only person who can show you a blind spot is someone else. So by not giving feedback, you're actually doing more of a disservice to your colleagues versus pointing something out, versus a lot of people believe, oh, it's not my place to give Constructive feedback, but but that's where the disservice actually lies. So it completely changed how people approached feedback in the organization because we give them a product that didn't feel clunky and formal and a pain. And so it changes how people perceive things in the same way that Equinox or F Forty Five or Spin or Soul Cycle has made working out cool. Right? It's not that people didn't have ways to work out, but if you make it cool and aspirational and fancy, then people do it, and then going cycling is not a chore anymore. And it's f- and you put on sort of fancy Lululemon and show up at spin class, and that becomes aspirational. And when you make things aspirational, you build good habits.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, I, I'm like loving this mental model of <laughs> giving feedback as being like the Peloton of. <laughs> of the management space. And so it is it is so true though that when it's easy and fun and cool, people want to do it. And and I think your point about the old processes being clunky and hard to hard for people to to do and so time consuming. I mean like and and full of so much bias because what did I what do I remember either the like really bad things? maybe they're really good things or maybe just what happened the last couple of weeks right like and and having a system that is as you're describing it weekly and then having that your ai be able to pull together all of those bits of information over the course of the quarter or the year to put it into a beautiful and I looked at them online report, I'm like, oh my gosh, what manager wouldn't want that. To, does the work for you. And you only have to give it a few minutes every single day or week. And that sounds so much more manageable.
1: And actually what's super interesting is that, you know, I've been talking to a variety of organizations as I speak to a larger sort of investment banks. Uh, which have a lot of compliance needs around sort of performance management, they have to do reviews as you can't get away without doing them, is that when, when an AI is being equally eloquent across everybody versus depending on an individual's or manager's eloquence around these reviews, you actually then drive much fairer outcomes in terms of the work getting done versus someone's, creative writing skills or someone's ability to scream the loudest in a room. And so while it, like, there are people who are like, oh, is it weird to be an RSV? I'm like, on the other hand, we are making sure managers make the observations, which is what is most important. And, And actually that's what people are meant to do. And then you use an equal brush to summarize and cluster the reporting in a way. That levels the playing field. And I I didn't realize that until we started talking to larger companies, but that is so powerful. And, you know, we talk about DEI and we talk about gender pay gap, but ultimately the only way we solve these things, if we go back to first principles on how decisions get made in organizations and unfortunately straight white heterosexual males are taught to be confident, ask for feedback, fight for the promotion and push it. Versus, if you're introverted, or you're a woman, or you're a minority, and you ask for less feedback, and you advocate for yourself less, and if we can use technology to equalize that, that is incredible in terms of the fairness of outcomes we'll drive in the world.
0: I completely agree, and I think it's such an important factor in the workplace right now. And I'm wondering if there is a piece of the way that you approach feedback with Onloop that is beyond the manager to the individual contributor, but that is also about colleague to colleague. Because that feels like another place that so many performance management systems break down because it's only manager contributor directly unless you're doing a 360, which most companies don't do for most of their employees.
1: Yeah, so for us, captures are 360 by default, right? So so that's the that's the micro feedback that happens in the app. And that can be manager to direct report, direct report to manager, peer to peer. And so that happens in all directions. And so um and people can also request feedback from people they've been working with. And actually, we're working on a feature right now where we can auto-request feedback based on sort of a level of interaction that's happening between colleagues. So we're we're less dependent on someone's courage to ask for feedback, versus sort of equalizing that happening across everyone. Because so much about workplace outcomes is tied to courage. And courage is deeply cultural and socioeconomic in how it develops in each person. And so, we can equalize a lot of these things whereby people's outcomes are not dependent on personality factors that lead to different outcomes. And when the AI sort of stitches things, it stitches at the self level based on 360 feedback the individual receives, and then at the manager level, and the manager also has the ability to request feedback from folks that they know the individual works with. And then we really believe that the development conversation is very important. So unfortunately, you know, because performance management sucks so much and lots of companies, they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So they've they've stopped the review, and that's meant that they've stopped the conversation. And and that periodic conversation is very important. My wife and I do a quarterly business review because it's important to sort of take the time and reflect on what's happened. And then you use you use feedback over time to then have the conversation. And so for us, delivering that Prism summary for a managed individual to have the conversation at the end of a quarter or at the end of six months is very, very important. But that conversation should happen with data that's stitched together over time versus someone sitting and using the peak end theory as you said. So you remember what happened recently or you happen you remember what really spiked. So if something really bad happened or something really good happened. You remember that? They remember what happened recently. And then the conversation usually happens around those things. And so now, I mean, I, I feel very grateful to do this work because I, I, I both believe and love it. Okay. And so I'm an old school founder that, you know, I couldn't run a business that I did for money or did because it just had financial returns. And so I feel incredibly grateful to do what I do every day. Yeah, and
0: clearly it's having a really powerful impact on people. I mean, getting people to want to give feedback and want to hear feedback and to be in a space in a a mindset where they can receive it and then going the next step to be able to know what do I do with this? How do I actually move forward? Because, you know, you commented before about the shift to guidance, right? If feedback historically is this isn't working, then that's only so helpful we need the like push into. So, all right. Then what can we do about it? Yeah. And if we don't get to the what can we do about it conversation, then it, it's kind of just painful to hear feedback if it doesn't actually give you a sense of how to move forward. So pulling all that together is, is so powerful and so helpful for people.
1: No, the other thing we can now do with Gen AI, and actually, you know, we started using Gen AI in 2021 with automated reviews, but now we use Gen AI in various parts of our product, and we can actually take someone's raw observations. And so I can take raw observations after this call, and once I voice record it, our system will then rewrite that for you in a way that is encouraging and direct at the same time, the real radical candor. (laughs) A lot of people, and we can talk about radical candor if you want, because a lot of people misunderstand what radical candor even means. And then we can also extract behaviors from it based on a set of competencies or values that the company has. And so a lot of people struggle with, you know, if someone's late all the time, like, how do I say that to the person in a way that's impactful and makes a difference versus like, sounding angry or sounding frustrated. And so now we can just take raw observations, which we all do as human beings, and and rewrite that as feedback. Uh, And we can infer feedback, infer skills from observation that then reduces the friction and increases the frequency at which people are open to giving feedback. And so because we've been so focused on the end user lens, we've been incredibly obsessed with how do you take friction away versus unfortunately performance management has been built for processes and systems versus behavior and that's why we felt it was so important for us to build a product and a company that was obsessed with the manager and the team, and and sort of driving behaviors that they actually enjoyed, versus a form-filling exercise, which performance management is.
0: So I'll direct people to go. I I interviewed Kim Scott a couple of weeks ago, so people want to know more about Radical Candor. They should go listen to that episode because she's fabulous. Yes, and I No, we and-
1: I, I I visited our house a few months ago, and so um, I know I'm, I know Kim somewhat well.
0: Yeah, she she's a rock star or a superstar, depending on where she is in life. That's um, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's,
1: a, that's, that's, a, that's a great distinction for someone who's read the book.
0: <laughs> so if you, all, all you who are listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go read her book. It's so important. So as before, before we wrap up, we have like another minute or two before we have to totally wrap up here. I'm wondering if there are things that managers can do if they're like, wow, this all sounds amazing, but I'm not in a position in my company to bring on a whole new system. Is this something that managers can do individually or are there more kind of manual ways or you know, not automated through OnLoop ways that people can take the insights that you're sharing and apply them into the way that they do performance management?
1: Natalia, as you said, maybe at the beginning, there's a blog post on our onloop.com website that walks through the collaborative team development framework and talks about the various layers we also have a one-on-one template on our website that is that is free to download that that people can use and so you know for us the tool obviously implements the framework and makes that much easier but we're incredibly happy people just want to use the framework and apply it as as individual managers hopefully over time uh, we'll we'll have a freemium offering that makes the tool available to sort of individual managers. We right now work with organizations that are a little bit larger. So if an org is 30 or 50 people or more, um, we'll typically sort of implement on loop with them. Uh, but if they're individual managers that they want to work with us, um, I recommend some of the resources on our website. But also, you know, feel free to reach out to me and we'll see how we can help.
0: Fabulous. Can you tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person such a fabulous boss?
1: Yeah, so the person I want to shout out is a guy called Brooks Entwistle um, who joined Uber in in 2017 and sort of became my manager uh, running Uber's APAC business. Um, and then once we sold our Southeast Asia business to a company called Grab um, in the business development org. And actually when he first joined, uh, he was given a list of people, and I found this out later of people that he had to retain in the org and no matter what I did, and if I sent an email or was in a meeting, I always got a note from him on how that was amazing and exactly why <laughs> that was that was incredible and it was and at a time of like tumultuous change, it was deeply validating and made sure that. I didn't think about the roles either in the organization or outside the organization. And I, and I think good managers recognize effectively. And I know we talk about recognition a lot, but I think there's a particular art about being very specific about what someone does that then makes them important. And as human beings, we all want to feel validated in the roles that we play and actually there's a great book by Viktor Frankl called The Meaning of Life, whereby he talks about how as a human being, we all want to play roles that we feel uniquely positioned to play. And I think what he did incredibly well was make it very clear to me why I was uniquely important. And that is such a fantastic retention strategy <laughs> and making someone feel special by not saying you doing a good job, but saying... Exactly why they are unique and special. And any manager who does that, I promise you, will have very loyal people on their team.
0: Such a fabulous boss and clearly directly connected into the work that you do now is really, really powerful and inspiring. Amazing. And where can people learn more about you, learn more about Onloop, all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. So, you know, LinkedIn is probably the easiest if, if you search for On Loop and On Loop's easier than my name Projal. But but if you look for JJ Ghatak, you'll you'll find me too. And I read every LinkedIn message that comes in through me. I may not respond to every one of them, but I do read all of them. And so I I love hearing from folks in the wild and um, sort of understanding how we can help them.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Projol. Really a pleasure to have you today.
1: Thank you, Mamie. This has been a lot of fun.
0: Projol is giving members of Podcast Plus free access to Onloop for their first three months. And if you're a CEO, you can get one hour of free executive coaching with Projal. And of course, members get the extended interview where Projal shares how to connect the organization's goals to individual goals and how to use the information you've gathered throughout the year to have a thoughtful annual performance review conversation. Members also have a few more days to enter the drawing to win a copy of Good Awkward, How to Embrace the Embarrassing and Celebrate the Cringe to Become the Bravest You by Hannah Pryor of episode 276. You must enter that drawing by November 3rd. Plus, you can still take the Serve and Thrive Leadership Assessment for free and get a $100 discount from Terry Schmidt of episode 277 on services from her company, Stronger to Serve. And that is available until November 17th. To get the extended interview and this guest bonus, along with many more, you must be a member of Podcast Plus. So become a member today for $15 a month at themodernmanager.com slash more. All the links are in the show notes, and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. You'll also get the mini sketchnote each week with some of my key takeaways from the conversation, so you can easily reference them in the future. Get on that list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.